Success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today at the She's Invincible podcast. And I'm so excited to introduce you to our amazing guest we have here in the studio today. This is Bridget Battles. Bridget is the CEO of Bridget Battles Enterprises, a full-service fashion empowerment firm committed to helping individuals, especially corporate professionals, enhance their personal appearance. The nucleus of Bridget Battle's brand is Bridget's ability to couple her sharp eye for color and style with her passion for empowering individuals, particularly women, to love themselves from the inside out. Bridget's brand portfolio includes her published book, Beauty and Her Battle, a 30-day style guide, as well as an accessories line and apparel line, and diversity consultant. She continues to expand her network by connecting with and showcasing other entrepreneurs in the fashion, corporate, and entrepreneur industries. Welcome, Bridget. It is so great to have you here today on the She's Invincible podcast. Thank you, Cammie. I am so excited to be here with you and to chat it up for a little while today. Ah, me too. I've been waiting for this time to spend with you, and I just can't wait for our listeners to hear all about your genius and the things that you're doing and the impact that you're making in the world. And I don't know if you guys heard me, but I said Bridget Battles, and that might have a little bit to do with Invincible. I just can't help but, you know, think about Bridget and your name and think about our She's Invincible boxing gloves. And it's like, get in the ring, right? Put those gloves on. And I just love what you're doing. I'm so excited. I know you recently shared with me that you have become the chair on a diversity and inclusion task force. And I am just so excited to have some conversations around that too. So I'm hoping we can get you back in the studio and we can have some more deeper conversations on that topic that is so dear to my heart. So tell our listeners, who is Bridget Battles? What makes you invincible? And how did you get to where you are today? Carrie, first of all, thank you so much for this space and for sharing your platform. And I am always so excited when I get a chance to connect with other viewers, listeners, to really invite them into my space. Now, first, before I share my story with you, I have this line that goes with my name, okay? Bridget Battles. I don't pick fights. I don't start fights but I don't lose them either, okay? So <laughs> listen, we're in the ring now, so let's get this started. So um, Cami, I started maybe about, you know, about 10 or 11 years ago. 
I relocated here from North Carolina and um, I've always had technical skills. I've always been business minded, but I only could get for so far. I always had this barrier um, and this barrier became a hindering force that for some reason I could not get past it. And I knew that my dreams and my visions and goals were bigger than where I currently was, but getting past this barrier. And because I'm from the South, my accent always, you know, the topic of conversation in the corporate world. And at one point, it started to really eat away at me because I'm thinking, now listen, you worried about, you know, my accent, but let me show you what I can deliver. And so through the course of me really figuring out how to grow as a professional, I had to come up with a plan and a strategy. See, I told you I don't lose fights now. <laughs> so I came up with a strategy and a plan for myself, for my own image, for my own career to really develop executive presence. And that is what helped me really get myself to where I am now. Um, and I will tell you this, that getting to this place has been one that has been rewarding like I've really had to really discipline my mindset and I've had to really make hard choices and I've really had to really believe in myself with every fiber of my being. So it took a lot of hard work, still takes a lot of hard work, but you know, through the course of me doing internal work and using what was considered my weakness as now one of my signature sauces, my accent. And so those things have helped me get to the place where I am now. That's the short version. But honey, when you bring me back later on for some coffee, I'll give you the long version, okay? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, so now where did you start your journey? So you mentioned, you know, being coming from North Carolina. What kind of work were you doing when you were, you know, having these obstacles that you had to overcome? So I was in healthcare, I've been in the healthcare career for about 25 years. And so what is really, really amazing to me is that growing up as a kid, at one point I thought I wanted to be a nurse. And then I realized the first time I had to do mouth care and I had to, you know, <laughs> take care of uh, patients, you know, in a level that I wasn't quite ready for. Then I decided mm, that wasn't the path for me, but I've always liked fashion, always liked business. And I would watch my grandmother. I would watch my grandmother transform herself. Um, in the South, we had this thing called a straightening comb. And my grandmother would straighten our hair every Saturday. She would straighten her hairs every Saturday. And I would watch this transformation. And it was always in my mind. I've always loved business. And so when I started working in healthcare, I saw an opportunity for me to merge the, all of these worlds together. And so in my corporate career, you know, in healthcare, I infuse fashion in it. I infuse self-confidence in it. And I, I infuse, you know, my love for business in what I was doing. And so that is what really helped me get to that place. And so what happened is, you know, I believe that, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm my biggest selling board. I'm my biggest advertisement. And when people would see me all the time, especially when I went home to North Carolina, be like, where'd you get this from? Oh, how'd you put this look together? And so I just took everything that I was doing, everything that was inside of me, and I just started throwing spaghetti at the wall, Kimmy. I was just like, let me see what sticks. You know, out of all these things that I'm doing now, let's see what sticks. And then to my amazement, 
you know, multiple things start sticking. And so I just took those things that were inside of me and that I believe in, that I love, and pulled it all together as a brand. So when I would go back home to North Carolina, I no longer gave away my services and my ideas. I started to charge for them. And then when I would come back to Philadelphia, you know, I would start getting those same questions. And then I knew that I was on to something here. So I would just really start, you know, selling my services and ideas, but without a business plan. So you already know what that's like, okay? Girl, can we talk? <laughs> yes. Don't go in there without a business plan. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, through the course of me really just throwing the spaghetti at the wall, throwing ideas out and then start seeing it stick and people started wanting more of it. That's what helped me to develop the brand and once I developed the brand and I didn't have a business plan, I was just excited that people were calling me. People wanted to hear from me. People wanted my products. And then when I got to this point to really get even more serious about it, then I knew it was time for me to put some structure around this. It, I knew it was time for me to really hone in on my skills and to really up-level this brand. And so then I got to a point where, okay, I got to get a business coach because now this right here is starting to be bigger than me and i need some help to how to really you know formalize it and that's what really helped me get my my start cammy i had this thing called ten dollar tuesday ten dollar tuesday is where i would just like sell earrings for like ten dollars and the first tuesday i started making a lot of money i was like yes you know starting out making a thousand dollars selling jewelry but i was going to the post office so many times <laughs> Then I was like, wait a minute, you know, I've got a great idea here, but now I got to get this under control. Um, so it's been things like that that has really helped me, you know, formulate the brand, you know, getting some structure, hiring a business coach, investing in my craft, and then getting myself positioned and packaged properly to get in front of my ideal and my target audience and being able to speak about it at a moment's notice. And because I am the brand and I love what I do so much, you know, it's not hard for me to talk about it. It's like embedded in me. Sometimes I have to tell my brain, okay, like shut off, shut off, because I'm thinking about what I can do next. So it's a culmination of all those things that have really helped me to get where I am and how I started the brand. This is what I'm hearing from you, is that really, as this was unfolding, you were finding more and more of yourself. Like This is, as you're talking, I'm picturing this as I sit in front of you right now and see your fabulousness and just all that's around you and everything that you've built is really what you represent. It's just a tangible picture of what you represent and what is your signature and your brand. And I love that so much that you can be your authentic self and do the things you love. And as you mentioned in your strengths, right? That your those obstacles became your strengths and look at you now, you. girl, I don't even hear your accent, but you know, I know I, I, Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have so many questions. Are you still oh, doing it? On, bring it on. Yes. Bring it. I'm, here you... for it, I'm here for it, Cammy. I'm here for it. Bring it on. <laughs> Are you still doing $10 Tuesdays? So I stopped $10 Tuesday. <laughs> 
Okay. $10 Tuesday, because even though it was rewarding, the more I grew as a business owner and I knew the type of clients that I wanted to attract, I had to do a mindset shift. And once I had a mindset shift, I put a strategy around it. And so I didn't have to sell and I still don't have to sell as much to meet my financial goals. Um, and one of the things that has really worked for me and that is this, each of my strategic goals, I tie some form of financial element to it. And that is what keeps me focused and keeps me on the path to making sure that I stay in my own lane. So no, I stopped doing $10 Tuesday and you know, I am just in, I, Kimmy, I have to tell you, I am in such a great place. I am, I'm in such a great place. And so where I am now, you know, it is just one that um, is rewarding for me. But my greatest blessing is being able to show up as me and to deliver me to other people and to show them that they can be a planet shaker just like I am. So yes, that's where I am now. So I'm shaking the planet um, and I'm no longer doing $10 Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love that. Okay. So let's talk about, you, you mentioned a lot about, you know, signature image, brand, things like that. So let's go a little deeper there. Let's talk about and tell our listeners about developing your signature image and why that is so important. So developing your signature image is very important. One of the things I consistently teach and I speak even in my own life, we have a strategic plan for our career. We have a strategic plan for our family. You have a strategic plan for all those things that you want to accomplish where your image is tied to all of those things, the way that you show up. So creating a strategic plan for your image, it is definitely important because it is tied to your finances. Yes. Let me say it again for those of you who are in the back row. Let me say it again for my latecomers, those that missed my intro. Listen, having a strategic plan, developing your signature look and your signature image, it is tied to your finances. It is the seven seconds that you walk away from somebody. Do they remember you? Do you go in their pipeline? Are you top of mind when there's a new RFP coming out? There's a new project coming out. You want them to remember you. So having that signature sauce is what separates you from everybody else. You have to be that disruptor. And so having that signature image, it not only brings you top of mind, but it also helps you develop relationships. It is great networking conversations, especially for women entrepreneurs. We're consistently coming up with new ways when we go into networking opportunities and new looks. And so having that signature image, it identifies you and it ties to the brand. And when it ties to the brand, it shows that you are serious in the marketplace. And yes, when you're serious in the marketplace, that is tied to your finances. And if you want to make more money as a business owner, you need a signature image you need a strategic plan for it and you've got to be serious about it. I love it. So I have a question about that because yep. there's so much around mindset, right? Yep. So would you say that, you know, part of developing your signature image, does it start in your mind or is it the outward part that then changes how your mind sees things and sees you? It's mindset. 
mindset. It was definitely mindset. And one of my um, one of my greatest tools in my Bridget Battles toolkit is that um, with mindset shift, you have to stretch yourself. You have to do an inner stretch within yourself. You have to stretch yourself so much in your mind till it scares you. Because if it does not scare you, it's not big enough. And when we don't stretch ourselves, we limit ourselves to what we can see in the natural. And so your goals are not always what you can see in the natural. Your goals sometimes are a lot bigger than your actual thoughts. And so when you stretch yourself, you open up your mind. When you open up your mind, you open up your gateway so that you are able to manage your dream and your vision. And so when it comes to developing your signature look and your signature image, yes, mindset is important because if we stay in the same mindset, then we stay in the same location. So the moment you open up your mindset, you move from where you are. And anytime you move from where you are, that means you're making progress. It doesn't matter the speed or how fast or how slow, as long as there's movement. So mindset has to be open so there can be movement. You know, I always say to myself, you can talk yourself out of a bad day, right? Put on some makeup, get yourself a slamming outfit and some hot shoes, and you can talk yourself out of a bad day no matter what, right? So you always need, what do you think about like that signature outfit? You know, I know, you know, I'm in a type of fashion too, and we always talk about like that one signature outfit that makes you feel like a million bucks. So what, what is your take on that? How many? do we really need so I believe in and I live by creating a capsule and a capsule wardrobe is five pieces that are interchangeable there are five pieces that you can recreate several different looks um, and the, all you have to do is change your accessories or change your shoes so if I would say that one item that you need believe it or not for me it's not the little black dress it's the little blue dress because everybody wears the little black dress. And because we are disruptors, we don't show up the way that everybody else show up. We show up differently. So the, the little blue dress is the dress that I, it's the item that I feel like that's that one item you need in your closet. You're prepared to go from day to night with the little blue dress. You're prepared for date night and girls night out. So it's, all you have to do is just change your accessories. And then you want to get one that fits your body shape, one that fits your lifestyle, um, and one that you can carry. Because the clothes don't wear us, we wear the clothes. And so once you've had the mindset shift and getting that little blue dress that complements you, girl, you're on your way. Listen, you are on your way. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love what you just said that you the the clothes don't wear us. No, oh we my clothes. goodness. Oh, yes. Yes, I love that so much. Oh gosh. Well, this has been so great. Tell our listeners where they can find you. Listen, you can find me at www.thebbexperience.com. And listen, I'm going to be waiting for you all because I love this. I love connecting and I love empowering. Uh, I love empowering women for success. So yes, find me www.thebbexperience.com. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm so excited. I know you've had a live show, but I'm so excited to talk a little bit about your new podcast that's coming out, Coffee with Bridget. So let's tell us a little bit about that, where we're going to be able to find it and when is it coming? 
Yes, so Coffee with Bridget is one of my newest um, ventures, and it's going to be on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And so Coffee with Bridget, uh, my new baby, this is where I will have conversation with some of the industries, I mean, sought after beauty influencers. Just let me just give you a little insight of who's going to be on there, okay? All right, so I have a model from Project One Runway. I have a designer from Project Runway. I have a brand manager from Fern Malice. And if you know anything about New York Fashion Week, Fern Malice is one of the creators from New York Fashion Week. I have beauty influencers. I have makeup artists. I have skincare specialists. And what is so unique about this, not only will they share their journey with you, but they're going to give you step-by-step tools and strategies that you can implement at home, especially in our new normal, when you're not able to get to your hairdresser, when you're not able to get to your makeup artist, things that you can do at home so that you can always stay Zoom ready. That's what we're doing. We're going to show you all these things. So yes, Coffee with Bridget podcast is beauty and fashion influencers, and we are serving it up to you all while drinking our coffee. That is so awesome. And what date are you launching that? We are launching July 1st, the beginning of the new fiscal year, July 1st. I'm so excited and I cannot wait to listen to your new podcast and all these superstars that you're going to have there to feature their stories as well. So, okay. So this is where we deliver on our promise. So on the She's Invincible podcast, we, uh, the whole the whole reason behind the podcast is that women compare themselves to other successful women Mm -hmm. and they're always coming up short. And you know, what they see when they look at someone like you is they see the successful, confident woman with self-esteem at its all time high. And they never see your journey. They never see the times when it was hard, when you were, you know, in the, the biggest struggles and that you were ready to give up and ready to quit. And you know, they just that they didn't see that. And so now they see your mountaintop experience and they, they can't relate because they're in the trenches still, right? Fighting their way through to their success. And so what we like to do here is share a little bit of your journey, the behind the scenes that we don't often talk about so that we can encourage these women and deliver hope to them so that no matter where they are in their journey, that they can keep fighting and get back up and continue to chase their dreams, knowing that there are many successful women like you who have had to fight too and who have made it. And so right now we're going to share a little bit of that backstory. So could you share with us a story about the good? Yes. So I think my good story, and this is one story that is really built on me and my foundation itself. And that is um, during the beginning phases of the brain really growing. My good story out of that is that I found me. And oftentimes when you are a creative we're so busy functioning and creating, we lose ourselves. And the moment that I found me, I knew that I was operating in my purpose. So it was no longer about me getting things. It was no longer about having a nice house, the nice car. It was about me really finding my purpose. And I say that was that's my good, and I'll tell you how I found my purpose. And I say that that's my good because the moment that I found me, my authentic self stood up every time that I opened my mouth. 
it was then that I had I learned to be okay with my story. And being okay with my story for me has become my good. And I say that because, you know, I didn't come from a family where everybody went to college. I didn't come from a family where you got everything, you know, handed to you on a silver platter. I've always had to work. Um, and I say that it is my good because of not only did I find me, I loved me even more. And loving me even more has been like one of the best things ever. So my story to go with that of how I found me and I, I found me during, you know, one of those times in my life where I was seeing success, but I wasn't enjoying the success. Because you can be successful and everybody's measure of success is different, but I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't enjoying it um, because I felt like I was on rotation or on ro in robot mode, just consistently going, 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 going. And then I had a conversation with, um, I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends and um, I was just sharing with her everything I was doing, this is that and the other. And she was like, all right, so I'm waiting on the bad part. And I was like, but I told you I had to do all this, you know, and she says, you know, you still haven't told me anything that's bad. And see, I have those girlfriends in my life, the ones who will tell you to grow up or shut up, that kind of crew. <laughs> And I was just telling everything in and she says, Bridget, you're not listening to yourself. And the more I start to talk, we start recording me talking, <laughs> me telling my story to myself and watching her facial expression as I was listening to myself. <laughs> that became, you know, one of like the best things ever for me. Okay. <laughs> The best things ever for me because it was in that moment that I really found me and I began to love me even more. So for me, that's like one of my good stories. And I, and I say that, you know, it's how I built my foundation. It's because I'm always drawn to that moment. That moment makes me smile. That moment makes me laugh. That moment just reminds me of why I do what I do. So that, to me, that's like one of my favorite good stories. I love that story. That's amazing. So you recorded you telling your story so you could hear it back to yourself. Oh, that's so powerful. I, that's even great advice to entrepreneurs, right? Yep. When they're really searching for, you know, finding that perfect thing for them or finding their purpose. Wow. Oh, Bridget, so powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know it wasn't all good, right? <laughs> right. And so, you know, there, we are always overcoming obstacles. I say that all the time. If you're not overcoming an obstacle, you're just not making a big enough impact in the world. Yeah. You're staying safe, right? Because we fail our ways to success every, every time, right? So share with us one of the bad things that maybe you experienced in your journey. I have one customer who traumatized me, okay? And I'll call her a customer because I should have never taken her on. She was not my ideal client. <laughs> um, I took her on because I knew a family member, knew she wasn't right for me, but I still did it. Traumatized me, okay? And I say traumatized me because just because you pay me for a service, you don't dictate my time. And I did not create healthy boundaries in that situation. And so after I created all the looks to her, 
Um, and I shipped the clothes to her. I even, you know, shipped them to her FedEx. And once I sent them to her FedEx, there was a delivery disruption. You know how they had those exceptions? Well, it ended up getting to her a day late. It was still in time for her event, but it ended up getting to her a day late. Well, she called me and texted me over and over and over and over and over again. At this point, it was nothing more that I could do, but it was the worst because of the fact that I, did not, I didn't set up healthy boundaries. And as a business owner, I learned to, you know, give my clients, you know, the full structure of how I function and how I operate. And I have to stick to that. And I said it was bad because I took time on a weekend, like on a Sunday morning before church, to really have to have a conversation with her because I needed to be free in Jesus before I went to church. So to have a conversation with her. And I, you know, I had to give her a little Peter syndrome. I didn't curse her out or anything, but I had to put her in her place. And I said it was bad, number one, because I hate having those types of conversations. Number two, it was my fault because I should have never taken her. And my right mind told me not to take her, but my left mind said, do it because she's a friend of somebody that you knew. And then the other thing is that I got so annoyed with her, I told her I keep the clothes and I sent her her money back because I don't want your money in my company because your money is bad seed and I sent it back. So that was a bad story. <laughs> I would say it was. Wow. So keep the stuff. Here's your money back too, right? No parts. <laughs> yeah. There's a way to wash your hands, right? No, no parts. Mm -mm. But isn't it great that you have the power to do that? It's your yes. company, you know, you, you were able to handle it that way. And you know, what can she say now? Right? Like you did everything right. And you made it right. Even more than what you could expect for anyone to do in business. And, that, see, and I knew Kimmy, I knew I shouldn't have taken her on because anytime you have clients who always compare themselves to other people and you can't get them to shift their mindset. So I saw smoke signals. And so what I should have done is I should have, I should have fireproofed that situation and I didn't. So in the end, I ended up firefighting, but you best believe, okay. <laughs> I ended up putting a fire out, but that's always a teachable moment for me. So now any of my clients, like I set up healthy boundaries with them. You know, I'm not available at your every beck and call. So it's just about, all right, let's, you know, keep it in this frame, you know, keep it in this particular space. You know, and then, you know, like my friends, people who are my friends, you know, some of my friends are my clients, but because our friendship knows how to separate the difference between friendship and business, you know, that's different. But when you have someone in that particular space, that was a teachable moment for me. And I'll never do that again. Anytime I see anything that looks like smoke, I do not take it on as a client at all. Oh my gosh. Good advice, right? Go with your gut. You, when you know better, it's because it's true, right? I love what you yeah. said though. Like your right brain said this thing and your left brain said the other. And that is so true, isn't it? And you really have to, to really have discernment in what is really right, what lines up with your values, right? Your mission statement and what you represent and stand for in your business mm -hmm. because you are your brand, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that leaves a mark, but it only happens once. Like you said, you learned and now you put a prevention in place. So that's wonderful. Ah, lessons learned. So we forget the experience and remember the lesson. Okay. And now we're going for ugly. So, so share with us something that 
is, you know, that you encountered in your journey that was just down and right ugly and you, you had to overcome that. So it's great that we're doing this today. And because, you know, I'm not sure when this airs, but yesterday was Father's Day. And five years ago, when my brand was really starting to grow, January of 2015, my father was diagnosed with cancer. And while my father was diagnosed with cancer, the brand was starting to get some traction and to really grow. I was in the final stages of, of, you know, really putting out the first version of my book. And I was getting ready to graduate from college with my degree in business all at the same time. And everything collided together. Um, it was one of those times in my life, Cami, where I pride myself being in control. But when you can't control anything that's happening, going through that process, I was trying to run the business and going back and forth to North Carolina to see my father and managing all of those things. Eventually, it started to overtake me. And it started to overtake me because that was my first teachable moment where how you handle your personal life while running a business. And there is something to be said when you can manage competing priorities. Well, this was my first introduction to really having to manage my personal life on a whole different level, all while managing my business life. So while my business was growing, my dad was dying. I was getting ready to really prepare myself for graduation. And my dad died the week before. And so during this process, everything started to fall apart. Mentally, I showed up like I had it all together. But inside, I was fighting an internal battle. I still kept my clients. And because I can, I can style fashion and I can talk about fashion and executive presence and image in my sleep, to my clients, I gave them a great product. But me on the inside knew that I could do so much better. And it got worse for me when it came time to actually bury my father. I had a moment where I needed to stand still, Cammy, but I couldn't. I needed to be in the moment but I couldn't. And then finally, I got to the point where everything was piling up. I had people that needed me and people that depended on me. And so for a whole, um, and I have never done this in my company, but like for a whole month, I didn't, I didn't work with anybody. I just got out all of the things that I had already committed to. But for that whole month, all I saw were battle wounds. For that moment, all I saw was my father, who always knew that I was smart. Now I'm getting success, and you're not here to see it. And then it got uglier, Cammie. And Cammie, this is the first time I've openly talked about this. Then my marriage fell apart. I was married for 20 years. So my dad dies, 
my business is growing and now I'm getting a divorce. So it all just went up in smoke for me for a second to, I have success in one area, but I'm failing over here. And so I got to a point where I knew I couldn't stay at that place. I knew because I have God on the inside of me, I knew at some point I had to get up from where I was, but I didn't know how. So I started praying and I have my core group of girlfriends. And at that time, I was always strong and I still am strong, but strong people need strong people. And so my girlfriends helped pray for me. Um, they helped encourage me. And I went to church that Sunday and my pastor preached this sermon called Get Out the Boat. He preached that sermon at church. I left church that Sunday, Cammie. I wanted to build a house. I went and found me some land, Cammie. I put down $500 on some land without a mortgage loan, without a realtor. And I told the developer, and, he, and I was just crying that day because I knew this was my day that I was getting out of the boat. This was my day I was gonna handle my dad's death. I was gonna allow myself to grieve, but I wasn't gonna stay in it. And I was gonna live on the memories and I was gonna grow from this because every area of my life can't suffer because this is falling apart. And I was crying when I left church that Sunday and I told the developer and he said, ma'am, are you sure you wanna give us money? <laughs> you don't have a realtor. I said, I'm sure. And I told him, my pastor preached and said, get out the boat. And he said, if your pastor said that, we're going to help you get out the boat. The next day, they sent me to the bank. I met with the banking officer. Um, she said, the developer called us and told us your story. And we're going to help you build this house. Now go and pick out what you want in it. I went and picked out what I wanted in it. I met with the developer. They started building my home, Cammie, without me having all of my earnest money down. They allowed me to pay, the, the, pay my earnest money every two weeks until I got ready to close. And for me, that was a reminder to me that not only did I get out of the boat, but I had to always have movement. And as long as you have movement, you can surpass obstacles. You can surpass barriers. You can grow as a professional. And so what I did was I figured out I needed to create movement in my business on a different level. And I started applying principles. I changed my mindset even more. I stretched myself even more. I started making sure that I was going to be in settings where there were going to be people there who were already doing what I wanted to do. I knew C-suite is where I was going. So I surrounded myself about, around C-suite people. I knew what I wanted. So I had to get in those rooms. And I implemented all these different strategies. And Cammie, today you're looking at a homeowner in her custom-built closet 
who has every designer shoe there is, even though I like my Walmart shoes a lot better. <laughs> but that moment for me five years ago is, was like a pivot to where I am now. And that's why when I tell you that I like me, when I tell you that I love me and I love what I do, it's all because of the fact that I went through a process. You know, I had battle wounds. I had scars. And once I got to the point where I was okay with my story, this is my story. And I saw how my story would help other people. To this day, I still get women who ask me, how did you brand yourself all while going through a divorce? How did you create this? And I have to tell them, you got to own your story. Find your authentic voice. Be crystal clear about where you desire to go in life. Get you a business coach or a mentor or a sponsor because they're different ones for different things. You have to get these things in your life and don't be afraid to move. You've got to have movement. I know that was lengthy, but I felt like somebody needed to hear this story. I felt like I needed to share that in this moment. And I've never publicly shared my entire story like that. But I felt like this was the time to do that because now I want people to see, yes, you see the finished product, but it wasn't always this way. I'm great at what I do. I'm passionate about what I do, but it took a minute to get here. And now I'm creating movement because this is not the final level. It's now time to go to the next place. I feel like that was just a mic drop moment. Oh my gosh. And I'm so honored that you chose the She's Invincible podcast to really, to let that story unfold and to really, you know, be able to put it out there to help encourage others that will listen to this forever, right? This is going to be out there forever and you're going to be able to help people forever. Bridget, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that's not easy and I, I can't even imagine what you were going through as you were going through those moments, but I have to tell you that I'm so grateful that you got back up and that you fought back and that you continue to chase your dreams and that here you are today living the life of your dreams as you stepped into your greatness and built this amazing company and the difference that you're making. And what I think people don't realize is that when you give up on your dream, you're, you're shutting other people down because there are so many people's dreams that are connected to you. And if you say no, then you're saying no to them and then they can't have the dreams that they were supposed to have. And so thank you. Thank you you're so welcome. much. You're welcome. For, for, not, for not backing down, for getting back up, for fighting. Oh my gosh, you guys, you heard it here. And I just want to remind you all, uh, if you want to hear more from Bridget, you can definitely reach out to her at the bbexperience.com. Also, don't forget, you can order her book, Beauty and Her Battle, and that's by Bridget Battles. And I love what you said. I don't pick fights. I don't start them, but I don't lose them. Girl, you could have said that any better. And what a story to go with that mission statement. I love it so much. And I just adore you. And I'm, I just thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing that story. And I don't know where you are in the world today and I have no idea where you are in your business, but if you are face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. 
Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.